You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Anyhow, good morning, you guys. How y'all doing? How many of y'all are enjoying the Braves right now? The baseball team, you know, up here? Yeah. They have 28 home runs, or 28 games with home runs in a row. It's like a whole franchise record. So if you're not a baseball fan, that's a really cool feat. So anyhow, uh, it's going to be good. So, <clears throat> all right. So we're going to have some, thank you, Melissa. We're going to have some fun today. Y'all ready to have some fun? Who likes fun? Yeah. Who likes to be stretched? Right. The older I get, the more I realize that stretching is something I need on a regular basis, especially for like the sciat. Thank you, Jerry. I can always count on Jerry. Thank you, Melissa. Um, so today we're going to talk about prophetic. Yay. One person's excited Two. can I get three? So here's what we're going to do today as well, because y'all all just agreed that you like to get stretched, right? This is going to be, uh, this is going to be a fun time, a stretching time. Uh, we're going to do some. Uh, some teaching and training uh, for the next probably 30 minutes or so-ish, right? Um, and then we're going to do group activations, right? And so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm going to lay some foundation out there for you. Um, it, this may be a, uh, a re, uh, what do you call it, a recourser, um, a refresher for some of you guys. Uh, you know, and I, I think that's, a you know, very important to revisit the fundamentals, right? Like I grew up playing baseball, um, you know, did a lot of different sports and stuff. And one of the things that we would always do every practice is the fundamentals, right? Whether it was ground ball, like how to get your glove down, step into it, your throwing, your hitting mechanics, so on and so forth. If you play golf, you, you practice those mechanics, right? Uh, in your craft, you're practicing your mechanics. And so as a prophetic people which should be all of God's people, I think it's important to at least several times a year kind of revisit those fundamentals. And so that's a lot of what we're going to do. We're not going to go super deep dive into like high-level prophecy, but we're going to stretch a little bit. Is that okay? Y'all good with that? All right, nobody's leaving, so I guess we're good. All right, so first off, what is the prophetic, right? You know, some of you guys may be familiar, some of you may be somewhat new into the prophetic or what have you, and, and if, you're, um, if you're already used to it, that's great. These will be good tools to equip you to answer these questions as you're out in public or maybe talking with someone who doesn't quite believe like we do in terms of Holy Spirit um, and the <clears throat> continuation of the gifts of the Spirit. But this is, um, and a lot of this is, is, is my viewpoint, okay? So, but um, I love what Dan O'McCollum says. The prophetic is meant to be a divine dialogue with Holy Spirit, right? Check that out. A divine dialogue with Holy Spirit. What, what is a dialogue? It's a two-way communication, right? It's not a monologue, right? Um, you know, for those of you that, you know, I remember back, I, I, you know, I've said this before, I grew up in a cessationist environment, in a cessationist culture. And so when I first started coming into... Um, you know, my first experience to, to a Pentecostal church was the Brownsville Revival. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about jumping from the frying pan to the fire. <laughs> Woo, that was crazy. Mike Brown was preaching, and man, Lyndall Cooley, oh, you bro, oh, yeah, Shondai Holy Ghost. Um, but I jumped right into it, so I had like all these crazy, like preconceived thoughts and stuff. Like, you go into some trance, your eyes roll to the back of your head, and... You know, just silly stuff, right? That's silly stuff. But the prophetic is a divine dialogue. We're going to talk a little bit about triggers, like the good kind of triggers, not the bad kind of triggers where you end up on a Facebook meme. <laughs> right? But when you have a trigger of some sort, some, God highlights somebody to you or a situation to you, um, what do you do with that? Right? How many of you guys are discerners? Like you're a high-level discerner. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute, too. Like that gift of discernment, what do you do with that? Right? How do you partner with that to, um, to release what God is saying? So um, one of the things that I do 
when I have that, uh, that trigger, if you will, or somebody's highlighted to me, I instantly start going to an internal dialogue with Holy Spirit. Okay, what is it about that person? Whatever I'm drawn to, whatever he highlights, we may be like he looks like somebody or she looks like somebody or they remind me of a, of a movie character or uh, a, a someone from the Bible, right? Or um, maybe it's their glasses. Maybe it's the color of their shirt. All those things are like little triggers that, that you know, the Lord highlights. And if we're sensitive to what he's doing, then we can move in partnership with him with a high level of uh, efficiency and effectiveness, right? So once that, once, uh, once that is that person is highlighted or what have you, it's instantly, okay, Holy Spirit, what is it about them? Does that make sense? And I'm looking to connect my heart to his heart for their heart to have that message released. Y'all tracking so far? Right? Um, the, um, my opinion, too, is that the, the prophetic is best birthed out of our identity as sons and daughters. Right? The prophetic gifting inside of every one of you, whether you're 10, 11, 12, you know, I think that's the youngest we have in here right now, uh, up to, you know, maybe you're 100. I think I just covered everybody, right? That prophetic gift is still inside of you. It's always been inside of you, but it's best birthed and released from your identity as a son and as a daughter. God is a good father. How many of y'all agree with that? Amen, right? And as a good father, he wants to communicate with his kids, Come on, amen, right? The, the gifts of God, according to Romans, are irrevocable and they come without repentance, right? God loves humanity so much that he's speaking to them on a daily basis, whether they're orphans or whether they're believers. Let me say that again. God loves humanity so much that he is speaking to them on a daily basis, whether they're orphans or whether they're children. Our responsibility especially, you know, with the gift of prophecy, is to introduce those orphans to a good, kind, loving Heavenly Father. And that comes many times through the prophetic, right? Whether it's just an encouraging word, whether it's a word of knowledge, whatever the case may be. Um, and so it's, but it's best birthed out of that identity as a son. It is, a prophetic word is future telling and forth telling. In other words, sometimes you're going to get things like you see stuff into the future, Right, Or you perceive into the future, or you feel something that God is doing on their behalf that's coming in the future. It may be forth-telling, which is bringing up something on the inside of them that they and God only know, or just a few people and them only know. Right? Um, you know, there, there's times where um, I've, I've prayed over people, that, I mean, and... and I will perceive something or I will feel something and then I'll start speaking to that. And there's, I remember um, years ago I was praying over this guy and, and I was releasing this word over him. And as I released it, he broke. He broke. He started crying, a very good cry. And he's like, man, nobody knows, just me and my wife. I said, bro, Holy Spirit knows. Right? And within three months, we saw that word come to fruition. Right? Powerful time. Right? So when you see something or you feel something, it's that invitation of what are you doing, Lord? And then you can even, all right, is this future telling, Lord, or is this forth telling? Right? Many times a word of knowledge will come out, and that is forth telling. Birth dates, anniversaries, maybe a, a pain that somebody is dealing with. One of the things that uh, when it comes to healing that the, the Lord uses, not all the time, but many times with me, is I will feel a pain in my body, in a particular portion of my body that I typically don't feel pain in. Does that make sense? Right? So, um, like I have a plate and six screws right here in my knee. So if that starts throbbing, that's probably not a word of knowledge. Right? However, if my elbow starts hurting, who? All right, what's going on? Right? Um, there was a time on my, uh, in my Dreams 222 master class I ended up, uh, that very thing actually happened during the day. My elbow just, left elbow particularly, which I'm right-handed, so all my throwing and stuff was right-handed in sports. Um, but my left elbow, like right, right in there, boom, sharp pain. Like it's like somebody hit me with a ball-peen hammer. I'm like, what the junk is this? It lasted for 10 seconds. And I was, uh, when it first happened that day, I was at lunch, and I was like, what the junk? 
you know, I almost want to start rebuking things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Uh, maybe don't jump to rebuking stuff. Maybe the Lord's just trying to grab your attention. Because instantly I thought, oh, hold on. That pain doesn't normally happen. Maybe the Lord's going to do something tonight on our call. I completely forgot about it. I get into my call. There's people, literally, I think we had uh, two or three international students. Um, we had all over the U.S. that day. And then I'm sitting there, like, I'm in, if y'all ever see me when I start rocking, right? Like, that's, that's my Lou Engle. Like, I get going, right? And uh, I'm in the middle of my Lou Engle. I'm rocking. I'm looking into a camera. And all of a sudden, bing, that ball ping hammer hit me in the elbow again. And I'm like, hold on a second. And I stopped. I literally said, hey, someone on the call, you're having pain in your left, specifically your left elbow. Who is it? And this, this lady from Hawaii raises her hand and says, that's me. Right? Now, um, that was a word of knowledge. Because she, she literally, we prayed over her healing. She couldn't bend a carpal tunnel kind of a thing or something. I don't know, tennis elbow, whatever it is. Started creeping in on her. And she literally is crying her eyes out. And we were declaring healing, pleading the blood of Jesus, telling that elbow to be right. And guess what? It was right. I don't know how, I know it's an eight-hour flight from here to uh, Hawaii. I don't know what the mileage is on that, but that's a long ways, right? Through a Zoom call from a word of knowledge, she received healing. Here's a beautiful piece of that. Like, she tested it out right then. She said, she goes, yesterday I was crying out to the Lord, either heal my elbow or get me a new job because I can't do what I'm supposed to be doing. How cool is God? Right? Here was one of the amazing things that that led into. Y'all know what grace overflowing means? Like, we see this in, in um, I believe it's in, you see the first or second Samuel. Saul, King Saul, in the Old Testament, really only the prophets prophesied, right? Um, we don't have time to kind of dive into to the, uh, to the why of that, but that's, what, that's the way it was, okay? But Saul got around the prophets. And Saul, a very broken, a very fallen man, Guess what he started doing? He started prophesying because he got around the grace of the prophets who prophesied. Right? Isn't that crazy? Right? So when you get into a, a moment like that, whether it's prophetic or anything else, that grace is going to overflow. That one word of knowledge, there was 14 people on that call that night, 11 of them at least received one measure of healing, many of them multiple. One guy I didn't even pray for. He just started receiving healing after healing after healing. He's from like, the, he's from George, like uh, where is it? Jackson, Georgia originally. So he got that deep southern jaw. Hi, Jake. Right? Literally, like his shoulder got healed. I'm like, I was like in the moment. Anyhow, both of his shoulders got healed. We never prayed for him because of that grace overflowing. We had a labrum healed, uh, like, the, like legit healings. Like this is... Crazy. So anyhow, that's just one thing about like a fourth telling, okay? And if I'm going to encourage you guys with this, okay? If you ever have that happen to you where you have that pain and then it's confirmed that that person is having that pain, the work's done. The work is done. Y'all know, ta- know what I mean? You've just, the easy part is left. And that's the healing. Because when you're obedient and you follow the unction of Holy Spirit, the easiest part is just doing that. Because the healing is on him. Does that make sense? I have never, to my knowledge, had a word of knowledge about a healing, whether it's in a pain or I see a mental picture, and the Lord not show up. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, I'll share one. Uh, so on a picture thing, we'll see things sometimes, right? I'll have that happen a lot. Um, about two years ago, as we were closing service, um, somebody asked me, say, hey, do you have anything? I'm like, no, nah, well, come on up because I feel like you're going to get something. So I immediately said, all right, Lord, what do you want to do? And I saw a lung, the lung, <gasps> your respiratory. I saw the lung. I was like, all right, cool. Like healing Lord? And he's like, yep. I'm like, all right, cool. So I stand up here and I say that. I say, hey, I remember, or I said, hey, I asked the Lord what he was doing, and I saw the picture of the lung, and I feel like the Lord is, is healing respiratory issues right now. If you're having respiratory challenges, raise your hand, come forward. Brian Cowan walked up, 
and Stephen was on keys, right? Stephen, we prayed over both of them. Stephen later said that he was struggling with his asthma and he couldn't even run. I think it was like a mile at that time. I prayed for him the next day, that Monday, he was like, all right, I'm going to test it out. By his own admission, ran three miles and wasn't even breathing hard. I've never seen the Lord not show up when he releases a word of knowledge. Okay. All right. Um, One of the things about the prophetic that it should do is it should connect that receiver to the heart of the father. Okay, the rece- whoever it is, pre-believer or believer, orphan or child, it should connect their heart to his heart, right? And release the message that is on Father's heart for them, right? One of the things that I try to do is I try to always position myself to connect my heart to his heart for their heart because their heart is what he is after. Their heart is what he's wanting to heal, Their heart is what he's wanting to reconcile. And guess what? We have the ministry of reconciliation. And if we partner with him in that fashion, that perfect triangle is completed. And man, you want to talk about a wealth of information that the Lord will deposit into you to speak into them and connect them? It's crazy. Like one of the things I have a value. I I like to make people cry. (laughs) Sorry, Melissa. She's like, stop it. But um, seriously, like, I love to see people encounter Jesus at a deeper level, no matter what your encounter has already been. Because there's always more of God than what we have ever received here on this side of eternity. Right? And so it's an actual measurable of you actually crying. You know, not necessarily every time. I can feel it and see it and stuff. But I want you to be into it, have a deeper encounter with love himself. And if I can connect my heart to his heart for the love that he has for their heart, then that can be accomplished. The tears are just a byproduct of his goodness. Does that make sense, you guys? So I want to encourage you to do that. Um, The prophetic word should also reveal more of Jesus to that person. The prophetic word should reveal more of Jesus to that person. Doesn't matter who that person is. Is, that, is this making sense? Right? Because Jesus is love. Period. And if we're trying to bring people into a deeper encounter of love, is that a safe bet that we're all trying to do? Right? Then that prophetic word should release more of who he is. See, Revelation 19.10 is the testimony of Jesus it is the spirit of prophecy. Well, what is the testimony of Jesus? For God so loved the world. That is the testimony that all the other testimonies about Jesus flow from. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? Am I speaking heresy? Yeah. <laughs> Lose, y'all got to laugh a little more. Thank you, Stephen. It's not just his victory and his healing and all those things that come along with that. Those are byproducts of his love. Does that make sense? And so when we, when when that is our focus, then we can release that testimony. It's his love for the cross, right? So what does the prophetic look like right now, today in the new covenant? Again, this is probably like repetition for you guys, getting back to some fundamentals, right? Which is very good. 1 Corinthians 14, 3 and 4. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. Right? Who is the church? It's the ecclesia. It's the body of Christ. It's not just the local congregation, although that is a piece of it. So when you're out in the world, when you prophesy, you're edifying that person. Right? And you might edify them into the point to where they say yes to Jesus, which can't get any better than that. Amen? Right? And so um, our foundational building block, when it comes to um, how we build structures, I have, I have a construction background, so I see a lot of things in, in that dynamic, right? The, it, the two most important pieces of any building that you step, ever step foot in are A, the foundation, and then B, the roof, the covering. 
right? You can't have the covering without the foundation. And so for me, when it comes to ministering, um, when it comes to just trying to live, and I'm not perfect at this because I'm still breathing, um, but maybe y'all are, I don't know. But my first fundamental building block in the prophetic is not encouragement, it is not edification, and it is not comfort. My first building block is love, capital L-O-V-E. Because that is my chief cornerstone, right? Then it is edification, exhortation, and encouragement, okay? Why? Because those four pieces, those four stones, you can build anything with, right? And that structure will stand, right? You can't. You can't have victory over what you don't love either, right? 1 Peter 2 Verse 5, NIV, um, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and, um, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Right? That chief cornerstone. You know why, why he said shall never be put to shame? Because shame is a byproduct of the fall, not of the reconciliation. Shame is a byproduct of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not the tree of life, right? The byproduct of the tree of life is love, period. The fruit of the tree of life is the fruit of the spirits we see in Galatians, right? And so that chief cornerstone has a name. That chief cornerstone, that primary cornerstone. See, when you, when, you, when you clear out land and then you get ready to set up to build, you have one cornerstone that is absolutely perfect that every, all the other cornerstones are built off of. That way everything can have a true straight line. Does that make sense? Right? Jesus is our perfect chief cornerstone. Everything is built upon him, from him, and through him because of the finished work of the cross. Everything we do in ministry should be from that point. And then build from there. When we are in our prophetic flow, that may just happen all of a sudden at a Willie's or at a Moe's or at the mall or at the ball game or at your office or at a client's house. Wherever it may be, if Jesus is your chief cornerstone, then you can step out and you can do a whole lot of amazing things in partnership with him. Does that make sense, you guys? Are y'all tracking? When you release a prophetic word, it should never produce shame. When you release a prophetic word, it should never release shame. If someone feels shameful, then you've probably not operated in love. I'm just going to be honest. Is that okay? Can I be honest with you guys? Just transparent? Like one of the things, um, I've been around some circles before. I think we've all been there. To where, um, you know, the Blake Healy's coming to town. I better humidus, bumidus, mumidus, right? Fast and pray. Like, don't open my cell phone because he might call out my sin. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We've all had cultures like that where, you know, you want to hear the prophet, but you're like, man, do I dress in bright clothes so I get a word or do I stay in the back so he can't see me? Y'all know what I'm saying? Right? And I've seen people where they have taken their discernment. And then they think that that discernment is what they're supposed to release. No, it's the discerning of spirits. And, it's, and, and we, our culture all across Christendom, has attributed the discerning of spirits to discerning of the evil spirits. I was getting there. But I'd like to encourage you, maybe it's the the discerning of holy spirits. We see the seven spirits of God listed in Isaiah 11 too. Go read them. They make up Holy Spirit. Maybe your discernment, if you're releasing that, maybe your suspicion is triggering discernment. Right? I want to encourage you to really weigh that out. Right? Really weigh that out because suspicion is not discernment. That's insecurity.
Um, and this isn't pointed at anybody in here, just so y'all know. I'm just throwing a big net, okay? But it's not. So when you're praying for someone, if you see something, if you discern something, maybe God is wanting to address that something, but from his heart of love, not your insecurity of suspicion. Does that make sense? Right? Um, How many seers do we have in here? Yeah, come on. Right? There's times when I'm praying for people and I will see something. I will see a hurt a trauma that that person has gone through. When you see something, whether you discern it, you feel it, you perceive it, whatever, it's not a license to show off that you heard God. Okay? God is trying to connect your heart to his heart for their heart to heal that wound, not to objectify the cause of the wound. Right? There was this, uh, I think the first time I spoke here, I shared about ministering at the nest up in... um, and Kenneth saw that restaurant, and at one point, I saw slashes down this young lady's arm in the spirit. I saw it, and I knew exactly what it was. I knew it was, uh, it was abuse. It was verbal abuse. It was mental abuse. It was done from her father. It was done from church leaders. It was done from a whole lot of people that had no license in her life, no authority in her life to do that, but because they were Christians, they were telling her if she didn't change her ways and change her lifestyle, then she was going to die and go to hell. I heard all of that when, she, when, I, when I saw that. Internally, I heard that. I didn't say a word about that. This is how I approached that. I said, hey, listen, I know people have said some really ugly and nasty things to you, things that no one should ever have told to them. And I said, I want to let you know, first off, that was not of God. That was not from God. And God did not allow that to happen. That was the enemy, the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he didn't want you to see yourself in the way God sees you. So he tried to diminish you through the words of men. The way that conversation first started was a word of knowledge about a birthday. And, I, and she was like, oh, my God, how did you know that? I said, well, Jesus lives in me, and he knows everything about you, the things that concern you, concern him, so, so on and so forth. I said, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? She said, well, I believe in God, but I do not believe in Jesus. 45 minutes later, she cried her eyes out, giving her heart to Jesus through words of knowledge. And I never condemned her. See, when you have that discerning of spirits or that discerning of a, a heart thing, it's not to expose that thing. I never said that to her. I never said any of the things that I heard. I wanted to go find those people and punch them in the face. I still got some Peter. I still got some Elijah calling down fire that I'm working through, guys. But love doesn't do that. Love touches the heart. Love doesn't bring If I had to mention those things, shame falls on her. Instantly. She was gothic. Y'all know what I mean by gothic? She's also a lesbian. But I saw her as a child. One of the things I want to encourage you with when you're ministering to anybody, especially someone who is, has opposite views or an opposite lifestyle, but you know God has ordained that moment especially, see that person as a five, six, seven, eight-year-old little child. How hard is it, like all of us, any of these kids that are in this room behind us come up and running and call your name, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn and run? No. One person is going to turn and run. You're not. Annalise would come up, hey, Mr. Bullard, hey, Annalise, how are you? Right? It doesn't matter. You're going to turn your heart to them because that's just how God designed us. If we can look at others that same way, dude, and do that's, it's going to be crazy good. <laughs> I don't know where dude came from. Sorry. All right. Um, so one of, the, one of the verses that I live by and I try to minister by is John 3.17. How many of you guys know by heart John 3.17? One, two, three, four, five, six. Can I get seven, eight, nine? All right. John 3, 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved, right? If Jesus 
if Father and if Holy Spirit did not send Jesus to the world to condemn the world, how can I condemn them being flesh, being human? If deity themselves didn't do it, right? So if you see something, you don't get to say it, right? There was that old mantra a long time ago, if I see it, I'm going to say it because the Lord revealed it. Y'all ever heard that before? Oh my gosh, right? Don't do it, okay? So you check this out. Love is the supernatural bridge upon which information is exchanged upon. Did y'all hear that? I can't take credit for that. That's another Dano, Dan McCollum. Love is the supernatural bridge in which information is exchanged upon. How many of you guys want to flow more effectively and more efficiently in the prophetic? Right? How many of you want to just flow better as a human? Right? Love is that bridge that will create that flow. Right? And it's something you're going to always grow with. You never reach the pinnacle of that. Right? So when we are, um, when we are flowing, make sure that love is it. If you want to check out love, look at 1 Corinthians 13. Right? The love chapter. Right? Y'all realize that there's nowhere in the, either of the two Corinthians that a marriage is talked about? Do y'all ever recognize that? See, Paul addresses the Corinthians, the most supernatural group in the Middle East at that time, and he lays out in 12 the supernatural gifts, the power gifts, right? And then he says, this is how you're going to operate in it. Love. Love is patient. Be patient with your prophetic words. Love is kind. Your prophetic words should be kind. And then continue, you can go on and on and on and on through that. He's teaching us how to be more effective and more efficient and more powerful with our prophetic words, right? has nothing to do with the marriage, although it does have, obviously, application there, right? So go check that out and read it. The other thing why we want to operate in love is because you can take the biggest risk. You can take some really big risk and never fail. You might not be, you might not be right, but you'll never fail. If love is that foundation, do you know why? Because love never fails. First Corinthians 13, eight, right? Love never fails. Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love, right? All right. So who is eligible to prophesy? Have y'all ever wondered that? Anybody? Who is able to prophesy, right? Um, it's not just prophets, Okay. See, the job of a prophet, according to Ephesians 4, is to equip the body for the work or equip the saints for the work of ministry, right? So if you need a prophetic word, you don't have to call me. You don't have to call Chris. Definitely don't call Stephen. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. I love you. He has some, he is an incredible uh, prophetic gifting. Um, he does. You can prophesy over me next week. Um, <laughs> No, but seriously, call Stephen. <laughs> no, but who is eligible for this, right? Um, how many of y'all, how many of you guys believe you're like, you're a believer in Jesus? Right? How many of you believe that we are in the last days? Right? Okay. Acts 2, verse 17 and this is the New King James. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men dream dreams. And all my men servants and all my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. Right? How many of you guys are young? Come on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the gray hair is just a facade, <laughs> right? How many of you are a believer? All of us here, right? Guess what? You have a license. You have freedom to prophesy. So you don't have to, like if, you, if someone calls you and says, man, God laid you on my heart because I'm struggling with this thing and I just keep seeing your face. And I don't know what to do, so I just called you. Brad, what do I do? Man, all you got to do is like, all right, Jesus, why'd you do this? <laughs> right? Hey, why'd you have them call me? What's up with this? Right? And then engage his heart for their heart and hear, listen to what he is saying. And then release that. Right? Does that make sense, you guys? Right? 
So you have the ability to do that. So let's talk about how to get a word, and we're going to move into some activations. Is that okay? All right? So I've already mentioned a couple of things, right? First thing I want to encourage you with is be sensitive to Holy Spirit. What do I mean by that? If Holy Spirit tugs on your heart for someone, be bold, right? Go do it. What's the worst they're going to do? Laugh in your face? Okay. Good job. Put that little ticky mark on your belt, you know? You did it. He's looking for obedience. He's not looking at your results. The results are on him. Right? The results are on him. He just wants to look at you and say, hey, are you going to partner with this word? Are you going to release this for this person? Right? And so when he tugs on that, what is it? Right? So there, I'm going to go through a quick list of things of, of um, I've already mentioned some about like the words of knowledge with pain and stuff like that. But how many of you guys have ever looked at somebody and they remind you of an old friend or of a famous person? Or of a Bible character. Like, it's not just like you've always seen them. It's like as soon as they walk up or all of a sudden it just is kind of revealed to you. Right? All right. Hey, that might be an invitation to release a prophetic word to them. Okay? Now, this is what I want to encourage you with is if that happens, dive in a little deeper. All right, Lord, what is it about that person, the one that they remind you of, that you want to speak to? Okay? Right? Um, all right, so um, Dave, was it uh, three months ago or so I gave you guys a prophetic word, right? All right, and so uh, if you don't remember, what, or if, uh, it, it, listen to the podcast. Anyhow, in it, this is, it, was about, um, it was about you guys as a couple bringing healing to the hearts. You remember that, right? So I'm going to tell you all my trigger for that. First thing I said is, Lord, who do you want to speak to? I was sensitive, right? I know the Lord is always speaking, all right? Y'all are going to laugh, okay? But he reminded me of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Better than David Spade, right? Way cooler, right? Right? Now, to my knowledge, Tom Petty was not a believer. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, right? So I honestly, I'm like, all right, Lord, <laughs> what's that, right? And he highlighted the fact of the Heartbreakers piece, and I was like, ooh, now I believe God is always redeeming things, right? Behold, I make all things new, ministry of reconciliation and stuff. And so he highlighted again the heartbreaker piece. And I'm like, oh, they have a ministry of heart healing, the brokenhearted, Isaiah 61. And then that's what I released. Now, I don't know that we ever even talked before that. Is that right? I knew nothing of them. I, I you know, still struggle to even say Marcianne's name? See? That's why. <sighs> Lord, forgive me. Right? So I don't know them. So that's my engagement with it. Right? That's a very quick, short example. Does that make sense? Okay, if I see a picture, again, the lungs. All right, Lord, what are you doing? Healing. Right? Step into that. So those are a couple of things there. He may draw your attention to something in the room. Maybe the resurgent logo. Maybe the baby stroller. Maybe, uh, maybe the chairs. Maybe the color of a chair. Maybe... Maybe a camera, maybe something like that. If he draws your attention to that, then engage. It might be the picture that Rose painted, right? But you engage with Holy Spirit but with that divine dialogue. Does that make sense? And don't be scared. Fear of man will keep you where you're at and send you backwards. But fear of the Lord, which is the awe of God, is going to take you further and further and further. Because it's the fear of the Lord that brings wisdom Right? And knowledge of the Holy One brings understanding. Right? There's four of the seven spirits of God mentioned in one verse in Proverbs. Right? Discerning of spirits. Right? So have that awe of daddy's going to show up because daddy's a good daddy. Does that make sense, you guys? Right? Maybe, maybe God is wanting you to put a demand on him so he actually shows up. You ever thought about that? How many of you guys, let me ask you this. How many of y'all have ever, uh, like, been prompted to do something. This could be evangelism. It could be teaching. It could be prophesying. Whatever it is, you're prompted. You know the Lord has prompted you, and instantly you get nervous, like you're about to like do the spelling bee kind of thing. Anybody? Every time, right? I still get nervous when I do some of this stuff, right? 
Maybe that's not you being nervous. Maybe that's your spirit getting excited because it sees what heaven's about to do if you step out in faith and obedience. Right? Come on. So I want to encourage you. You feel those little butterflies? You know, get excited, right? And step out. And don't, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs, by the way. Right? The prophetic keeps no record of wrongs. Right? So, dude, there's a couple things right there, okay? Um, those are triggers. It might be somebody's glasses and stuff. All of these triggers are do- designed to do one thing, is to get you to dialogue with Holy Spirit. Does that make sense, you guys? One of the things I love about the prophetic is it is the best evangelism tool that we have access to. Because there's no better evangelist than Holy Spirit. There's no better healer than Holy Spirit. There's no better one to bring comfort than Holy Spirit. There's no better one to bind up the brokenhearted than Holy Spirit. And you have all of Holy Spirit living in you. Right? You have, how many of y'all have all said yes to Jesus, correct? We've already established that. I think that's the third time, right? Well, if you've asked Jesus into your life, you've given him the lordship of your life, not only does all of Jesus come in to live in you, all of Father comes in and all of Holy Spirit comes in. And not only all of them, but all of their gifts too, all of their attributes, all of who they are come inside of you. And then you get the good pleasure of having a journey throughout your life of discovering more and more of who you are in him and who he is in you because of your oneness with Christ. Right? And so... Maybe some of you grew up under a doctrine that said, oh, only certain people can do this. There's only certain people that are healers. There's only certain people who can deliver. There's only certain people who can evangelize. No. You have the triune God, the creator of all things living in you, and you have access to all of them, every piece of them. And if you turn your heart to their heart for that person in front of you, then you have access to partner with heaven and release heaven on earth. Does that make sense, you guys? This is not for the elect. Okay? Here's the elect. You. The body of Christ. Does that make sense? So what I want to encourage you with, we're about to move into the activations. We're going to have some fun. Engage those triggers, but engage. Look for the trigger, but engage Holy Spirit. All right? I've got a list of them that we're going to do. Okay? Um, position your heart. To his heart for their heart. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay? The other thing I want to encourage you to do is we do these activations. We're only going to do like three, maybe four. So we're not going to go super deep dive. Okay? We'll have prophetic classes, I think, in the fall or sometime in the future. Um, And uh, we'll do it then. Right? We'll go deeper dive there. But um, one of the things I want to encourage you to do is how many of you guys have a cell phone? Right? Get your cell phones out. Go ahead, find your memos, voice recorder, however you do it, and have it ready, okay? If you have an iPhone, there's an actual voice memo thing that you can record on. Um, I, I don't like having the video. I don't like being on video. Anyhow, um, but get ready to record it so that you can go back to it, okay? Does that make sense? All right, and then you can always press in and then just title it or whatever and then move on. Something that way you can go back. Uh, to look at it, okay? Um, all right, so a couple of ground rules, okay? With these activations, keep your prophetic words short, okay? We do not have time to have 10-minute words to people, okay? There's a time and a place for that. This is not it. Does that make sense? Okay? We're going to have a clock thrown up on the screen, Right? That clock is going to say three minutes, right? You get half of that because you're going to be partnered up with somebody. So you're going to get a minute and a half to give a prophetic word. When I say stop, change, switch, next person, stop, switch, change, next person, okay? If you continue to go, Scott's going to play a little song for you. You want to, you want to key it up real quick? This is, if you go too long, if you hear this, just know that you've gone too long, okay? We're going to have fun with this, okay? Don't take yourself so seriously, okay? Um, so know that. So you get a minute and a half. All right. 
I've got 18 other points. Just kidding. All right, so be brief on that. Honor the time. Honor is, is the currency of heaven, you guys. And so honor that. If you do have more of that word, get that person after in the hall, okay? It's a good time to fellowship, all that kind of stuff, okay? Are you guys good? We good on that? All right, here's the first activation. This is going to be fun, okay? So you're going to partner up with somebody, okay? Preferably someone that you don't know or don't know too well. So husbands, you can't prophesy to your wife, okay? Brothers and sisters, sorry. Fiancés, nope, sorry. Try to find someone who you don't know that well. And the reason why I want you to do this is because I believe in you that you hear the voice of God and you release the voice of God very good, okay? And so uh, find that person. Here's what we're going to do. The first activation is going to be what is God drawing your attention to from their attire, what they are wearing, okay? So it could be the color, it could be their glasses, it could, there's whatever it may be. It may be like the Canadian flag on Rose's shirt, whatever it may be. It might be the Braves jersey, go Braves, right? Whatever it is, once you have that trigger, all right, Lord, what is it about that? And then you're going to have 90 seconds to give them that word. Y'all ready? Everybody stand. Hands in the huddle. Ready, breathe. All right, find somebody. Go. I'm going to give you just a couple seconds to find somebody. What was, oh, was it that little fly? Hey, Scott, pause the clock. Scott, pause the clock. Scott Lappin. Pause the... Jerry. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, here we go. You got 90 seconds apiece. When I say switch, please stop and switch. Ready, go. Five seconds, y'all. And switch. Next person, your turn. You got 10 seconds, guys. Start to wrap it up. Time. All right, guys. Head back to your seats. Come on. Love seeing you guys step into this. This is good stuff, you guys. So let me ask you this. Who received a really powerful good word? Yes. All right. Greg, you want to get, come up real quick? Who'd you receive from? Yeah, you come here. Come here real quick. Just to, like, who gave you the word? Bill. Do you know Bill? No. I know him now. <laughs> All right. And how did his word resonate with you? It resonated with me. It really did. He was talking about my shirt and uh, the color red. And I uh, had some good stuff to say about the color red and to me from the Lord. So I receive it. Touch it in the heart? Yes. Come on. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Well, I'm going to do that one later. All right. Who else had, y'all had good words? Yeah. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. Um, by the way, we do have a testimonial email. Um, testimonies that we don't have it no more? Don't ask you. You don't know. There it is. Please send any sort of testimonies that you have here uh, that you receive at church or anything that you do outside in the, in the marketplace. Um, when you see the Lord move, whether it's a prophetic word, whether it's a financial miracle, a salvation, uh, healing, whatever, send those to testimonies at Resurgent ATL. We definitely want to uh, track those. We want to be good stewards of all that, right? So please send that So because um, we don't have time to get to everybody here on that, okay? All right, so... Um, all right, so second activation. You guys ready? This is going to be really fun, okay? Remember, when, the, when you have the trigger, go deep dive. It's never going to be surface level, okay? Like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, right? He's not playing music, I'm guessing, right? So if you think it's a musical gift, eh, you might swing and miss. Maybe, you know, it's between him and the Lord. Totally cool, probably is. 
Um, but go deeper, okay, because he's always revealing. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him, right? You are the light. You dwell with him. You can see those deep and hidden things, right? Daniel 2.22. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, you're going to partner up with someone different that you do not know or do not know that well, okay? Uh, and you're going to look at them and you're going to say, who do you remind me of? Okay, now here's the qualifications. That can be a famous person, an actor, a musician. Um, that could be uh, uh, your old high school teacher. It could be whoever, right? It can even be someone from the Bible, right? It might be a Bible character. Again, however it's highlighted to you, then you ask the Lord, okay, what is it about that person that you want to speak to? Remember, you're going to keep it brief because you're only going to have 90 seconds once we say go, and then you're going to switch, okay? So we're going to do it three minutes again. If we can get those three minutes back on the clock, I'm going to give you guys a couple seconds to find someone new. Do not go to the same person. Do not go to someone you know. So ready? Break. And then ask the Lord who, or actually, you don't even have to ask the Lord this. Just look at him and say, who do you remind me of, Right? All right, ready, go. You got 10 seconds. And switch. Next person should be going. Remember, you can go outside after service if you need to continue. But second person should be going right now. And time. All right. Let's make your way back to your seats, guys. Remember, you can uh, follow up and continue on after service in the hall. Oh, hey, Stephanie, your favorite song's playing. <laughs> Come on. Hey, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you can't have fun and laugh, you know, we ain't going, right? Anyhow. All right. Hey, who got a really good word right there? Right? Who, um, who would like to share real briefly about the word you just received? Dominic, come up. Woohoo! All right, this is Dominic Trefalu. I'll hold the mic. You hold the mic? I'm holding the mic. All right, who gave you the word? Um, I talked to Nancy. Um, it's Brian, or it's Lindsay's mom. Um, she was just telling me that, you know, I have a precious soul and that I love people very well. And it was definitely something I needed to hear because recently I've just kind of been in my own world, just going around kind of at times being a little selfish thinking about myself but like I, I needed to hear that because you know sometimes you get caught up in the world and what's going on and you forget how precious God has made a refined soul so thank you yeah, come on real quick too who did she say that you reminded her of I don't I'm not sure if she listed anyone. She was just... Okay, that's okay. Yeah, but it was, it was really, really good. It was very encouraging. Good job. Thank you. Like a son. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. How many of you guys receive a good word here? Right? All right. We're going to do one more activation, then call it a day. Is that okay, you guys? All right. So, again, you're going to partner with someone that you do not know. Okay? Um, and... You know, I know we're a small church, but maybe you just don't know them that well, right? And here's what we're going to ask the Lord. This is going to be a fun one. What emotion does the Lord have for them? What emotion is the Lord having for them? Does that make sense? Okay. Now, um, 
Remember this. The Lord is slow to anger. Okay? Um, he, you know, so he's not angry. I'm going to go ahead and throw that one out there. God, if you get that word that God is angry, you need to check yourself, right? Because <laughs> he's not angry. Okay? He, he's very loving. But ask the Lord what that could be. It could be love. It could be joy. It could be peace. It could be patience. It could be any of his attributes. When you look at how he feels, look at how Jesus felt. Right? You know, at, you're connecting your heart to his heart. You're actually connecting your feeler to God's feeler. Is what we're doing. Does that make sense? Once you have that word, all right, or that feeling, what is it about that? It might be very, and it probably will be very self-evident. Right? The other thing you could do if you're not getting anything on the, the emotion, you can say, Lord, what do you love the most about them? Because you're still connecting to the emotion of God on that, right? That might actually be a little bit better of a question is, Lord, what do you love the most about this person? Does that make sense? Okay, remember, have your phones out to record these words. You're going to get three minutes, 90 seconds apiece, please. Find someone that you do not know or do not know that well. Go ahead, ready, break. <laughs> And we'll be going here in about 10 to 15 seconds. So find somebody quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Muevete, muevete, muevete. Andale, andale. Yeehaw. All right, Lord, what do you love the most about them? Or what is the emotion you have for them right now? Ready? Go. Remember, you got 90 seconds each here. All right, you got five seconds. Start to wrap it up. Person number one. And switch. Person number two, your turn. Person number two, it is your turn. All right. And time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your participation for your obedience and your honor for today. How many of you guys had fun with this activational day that we've had? Let me see a show of hands. One, two, can I get three, four? Oh, I got double hands from Jerry. Come on. Uh, you failed. Just kidding. So you guys having fun? Was this good for you guys? Let me ask you guys this. With these prophetic words, especially this last one, how many of you guys really felt the heart of the Father through that prophetic word? on this one come on yeah anybody want to share real quick anybody anybody all right you know they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony so <laughs> just kidding um <clears throat> how many of you guys were had a, had a little you know a little choke up a little tear your eyes started sweating a little bit come on that's awesome my eyes sweat all the time um so here is what I wanted to do and what Pastor Chris, what we wanted to do with you guys is, number one, show you that you have the ability to do prophecy because you are a son and you serve a good, kind, loving, heavenly father. How many of you guys were blessed multiple times today, right? Come on. Yeah. That's what it's about. See, the thing about equipping the, the saints for the work of ministry isn't just for here inside the four walls. It's for out there. Does that make sense? Right? You guys that are in business, how many of you guys would like to have a word of wisdom to bring a solution that brings in economic prosperity to you and your family, right? Come on, amen. Right? That comes from the prophetic. That might come from an encounter where the Lord highlights somebody and you're like, well, I don't know what it is. And the Lord's like, I know you don't, but trust me. And you take that step and then boom, the connection is made, Right? So many times he's wanting just to, he's wanting your obedience because he loves you. You know, he loves you so much. And you never know what he's going, what door is going to open when you are obedient to that. And so um, I want to encourage you this week, look for just one person for the Lord to highlight to you and be bold, right? You might have an inward audible thing 
but it, it'll transform your life. And let me tell you, that's something that when I started my prophetic journey, I realized kind of early on that if I didn't do it out of my own fear, then I was actually robbing them from the blessing of the Lord. And I don't want to do that, right? There's this, I'm going to share one story and we're going to, we're going to call it a day, okay? I was in um, Douglasville at the Moe's there on Douglas Boulevard. And as I was <clears throat> going into the, uh, the restaurant, there was a couple, uh, mid-40s, late 40s, something like that, sitting outside waiting for, you know, a lunch appointment or whatever. I go in, do my food. I'm sitting down and I'm scarfed, man. I'm, I'm late for, kind of late for an appointment, but I'm eating. Um, and as they walk in with their lunch appointment, the Lord highlights the older gentleman, the, the, the husband, right? And this is what I actually heard the Lord say, there is a man of God. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, okay, a little bit of butterflies. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, God. Yeah, he's a good God. Man. You know? And so anyhow, I'm eating, minding my own business. And, um, and then they sit down, and they're kind of three tables to my right. And I'm facing the door because I'm a dude. My back's to the wall. I got to you know, make sure I can, y'all know, come on. I'm not the only one that does that, right? And so... I see that gentleman bless the food. And internally I go, oh, wow. He is a man of God. Right? And in this process, I'm learning God's voice in this time. So there's a lot of, is this me, is this you kind of thing. Right? And so I see him bless it, and I was like, oh, wow. He is a man of God. And inside I'm like, I am hearing the Lord. Cha-ching. Woo-hoo. You know, a little crown in my jewel. Thank you, Lord, Shanda, Holy Ghost. <laughs> right? And the Lord says, go tell him. Bro, my stomach got so upset in that moment. I could have taken all the Alka-Seltzer, all the Pepto, and it would not have helped. I was nervous, and I was scarfing down food. I saw an old friend, and he was like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, I'm good. You know, <laughs> can't talk now. I got to figure out. Like, and so I'm like super nervous, right? Because this is like straight Todd White, Sean Bowles kind of stuff. You know, I've only seen like, and, but anyhow. I knew the Lord had said that about him when he walked in. I knew the Lord had just told me what I just heard. And I knew I couldn't rob that man of a blessing because there was a reason why. So for you guys that are looking for the entire unveiling of that prophetic word, I'm going to encourage you real quick. 99.9% of the time, you're not going to have it until you step out. And you're going to get a little bit and then a little bit and then a little bit because God loves communicating with his kids. Right? And he wants to communicate with you so that you learn his voice. So I went up to the gentleman and I said, Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but when you walked in, the Lord highlighted you to me. And he said, There is a man of God. And I don't remember what I said next. But what I do remember is his wife. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I do remember his hands and his face bawling his eyes out. Because he had been praying about things. I don't remember what it was other than like God, where God is taking you is where you're supposed to. It was something along those lines. And I mean, I was messed up. I said, amen. I was like, whoa. I said, I can pray for you. Absolutely prayed for him. And I'm like, I don't mean to be nosy, but that's never happened to me. So I got to ask what's going on. And the guy was a financial planner. And he was, he was considering leaving his current firm because they weren't doing things in a kingdom way. They were after profits, right? Like the stereotypical used car dealership kind of financial planner kind of thing. And he knew that wasn't where he was supposed to go, but if he left that business, he would lose his book of business, which was his income. And he was already a six-figure earner, right? But what the Lord was telling him was to step out in faith. I've got you. I'm leading you down this road. And that's what that prophetic word did. And then he says, and he goes just like this, God's left his little fingerprints of confirmation that I'm supposed to leave. And then I jokingly said, man, I think he just slapped you upside the head. And we both chuckled because that was wild. Had I not been obedient, that man would have never stepped out to do that. I can't rob him of that. Do it in love. Be, love has to be your foundational building block. It's got to be your chief cornerstone. And you're not going to fail because love never fails, right? So I commission each and every one of you out here from the youngest to the oldest 
to go be impactful to your sphere of influence, to your marketplace this week. Share the testimony, t- testimonies that resurgent ATL. We want to hear them, right? Go be Jesus to the world, okay? Because you can. You've got all of Jesus, all of Father, and all of Holy Spirit, and all of their giftings in you, okay? So with that, guys, thank you so much for your participation. You guys rocked. That was way better than I've seen things done even at Prophetic Company uh, in terms of uh, honoring the time and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you have other testimonies, like I said, please email it or come up to me or Chris or whoever. Uh, but with that, go take heaven to your, to your atmosphere, to your mountain, right, to your influence, because that's what this is about, right? I love you guys. Have a great week. Next week, what's his name, Chris? No, the speaker next week. Week after next. Chris Oliver's next week. You guys don't want to mess him. Clint Byers on June 30th. Have a great week. Go be Jesus to the world, you guys. For more resources and information about Resurgent ATL, please visit our website, 